Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hey, everybody. If you listened to the last episode, then I want to commend you <laughs> for, for signing up for the second one on the topic of complaining. Yes. Because although this seems like kind of a heavy convicting, well, it is a heavy is convicting, a heavy convicting subject. <laughs> Trust us, you are not getting hit nearly as hard as Luann and I are, because we're the ones that had to study all this stuff. And it's, it has been very convicting. But as we mentioned last week, Mm -hmm. God never puts his finger on a sin in our life Mm -hmm. just out of meanness or anything else. It's always to help us. That's right. Yeah. It's like a a surgeon trying to remove a a cancerous tumor. Yes. And I think we should be grateful. Yeah. That we're not carrying this around. Just be grateful. Okay. Okay. I I get it. I see what you're asking me to do. Help me to work on it. You know, that kind of thing. It requires the help of the Holy Spirit because this is such a strong fleshly thing and a habit. We talked about that too, Mm -hmm. how it can just become habitual. Yes. So in just a minute, I'm going to go into some really interesting scientific facts. I'm like the least scientific person (laughs) in the universe, but when scientists can actually write things, I understand. I I find it fascinating. It's just the most of it I can't understand. Yeah. But I found some really interesting things about what complaining does in our brains. Yes. So that we're going to get to in just a second. But where we left off, Mm -hmm. we talked about the three reasons to stop complaining. And we only got to number one (laughs) because it's the most important, Yes, which is that God hates it. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't hear that episode, please go back and listen, Mm -hmm. because that really should be enough, (laughs) by far, motivation (laughs) to want to stop this horrible habit in our Mm -hmm. lives when you see how much God hates it through some of those stories in the Old Testament Mm -hmm. and warnings in the New Testament, too, then it really is impactful, or it has been for me. Yes, very much so. Because I love God. I don't want to... Well, you realize you don't want to offend Him. You don't want to do that. Right. And so that's where you start putting on the brakes and saying, okay, let me take a look at this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a bigger deal than we think it is, I think. All right. The second reason to stop complaining Mm -hmm. is that other people don't like to hear it. Mm -hmm. They get really tired of it after a while. Yes. If you're the person who chronically complains, people are going to start avoiding you. Yes. Studies show, and this is also going to be included in the scientific part, that complaining is literally contagious. Oh, Negativity is. Yes. You can see it happening yes. in an office, in a church. Yes. Amongst it, friends, easy. Yeah. Yes. Pretty soon you work yourself up into some kind of a crazy tizzy yes. over something because you're just kind of goading each other, <laughs> yeah. uh, pushing each other along with it. Studies show that complaining often makes the listener feel worse. Well, who wants to feel worse? So I so agree with that. We don't want to be the person that makes other people feel worse. Yes. And if we want to keep our friends, then we need to keep this negativity in check. Yes. And right. actually, complaining is negativity. So it's a negative attitude. Yeah, obviously. it is. A verse in Ephesians that Oh, it just convicts the daylights out of me. <laughs> Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, mm. but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace 
to those who hear. Oh, man, that's good. Complaining doesn't do any of those things. No, it does not. And, and when it says no corrupting talk, that's an interesting phrase that's because mm-hmm. what we say can actually corrupt other people. Yes. And, oh, that's good. And I like the end of that about grace. Yeah, that it may give grace to those who hear. Yes. So we'd rather it be the grace, someone yeah. hearing a grace from our mouths than, what was the word it said on there? Corrupting talk. Corrupting talk. But only such as good for building up. Yes. Okay. That verse just right there on its own encapsulates the whole thing you know we're what trying you can, to say here. I know this is getting off of it, but that so includes gossip. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Like you said, that that's like a whole subject that's in, a whole, in itself because yes, the Bible it is. is very stern about yes. that. Yes. But yes, it does fit into that category. All right. Let's go to the third reason to stop complaining. And this is where we, I'm going to get all scientific on you. Complaining <laughs> can damage our bodies and our brains. I read several articles about this. Dennis Prager is oh, a, mm-hmm. a Jewish guy, but he has a talk radio show that's pretty good. He's very conservative and kind of common sense. Oh, yeah. This quote is from him. He says, complaining not only ruins everybody else's day, it ruins the complainer's day too. The more we complain, the more unhappy we get. And there is science to back up what he'd said. I'm going to give you five ways that constant negativity can harm your health. Mm-mm-mm. All right. And I found these from a website of a CBS News oh. affiliate station. Okay. I, I guess they did a little segment on complaining. Okay. Now, so that's where these are coming from. The first one is it makes you more likely to think negatively. The more you complain, the more likely you are to think negative thoughts later on. Neuroscientists have found that every time you complain, your brain physically rewires itself to make it easier and more likely for that type of negative thought to occur again. Negative thinking ends up breeding more negative thinking. Oh my gosh. That's so true. I know. Obviously, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but I don't think we're thinking like that. You don't think that it's actually <clears throat> rewiring. It's feeding itself. <laughs> it's, it's, it's feeding. It's, it's feeding. <laughs> it is. It's like having a brain worm. Oh my I know, goodness. but to read that it literally restructures your brain. Oh my gosh. Is scary. This is. But, but all of these things can be undone. Oh, very much. I think I alluded to this book. Many, many episodes ago by Craig Groeschel, and it's about your mind. I can't remember the name of it now, but he's a Christian, and he talks about how things like this, how your brain can get rewired from addiction, yes. all these things. But the, the hope is that you can rewire it mm-hmm. back in a good way. Yes. And Which, I, yes. I think that the complaining thing is like that, too, that even if we have been chronic complainers and our, mm-hmm. our wires are crossed yes. in our brains... Yes. That the antidote is praise yes. and thankfulness. There it is. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So there is a way to undo the damage. Right. But I found it very sobering to think that my complaining is rewiring my brain. I that's know, just no, that's scary. Pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty crazy. Okay. Here's the second scary thing. <laughs> complaining can damage your memory. Listen to this one. MRI scans show that constant complaining can lead to shrinking of the hippocampus, the region in your brain responsible for cognitive functioning. (gasps) A smaller hippocampus leads to a decline in memory and the ability to adapt to new situations, among other functions. This can occur from even just a few days of stressing out 
and can lead to long-term damage. Oh my goodness. I know. Complaining can shrink your hippocampus. (laughs) I'm starved. I know. So maybe I need to- your memory? Yeah. It's because that's the part of your brain that's responsible for how your brain functions. Wow. And can you imagine if it's stuff that you're not even saying out loud, but you're saying to yourself? Probably has the same effect. Yeah. That would be the, all the negative that you're saying to yourself, all the complaining that you're saying to yourself, maybe not out loud, maybe mumbling under your breath or maybe just thinking it. Mm-hmm. And it causes that. Most of the parts of my body, I would be happy if they shrunk, <laughs> not my brain. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. I mean, you, our brain, I do understand is amazing it how is God amazing. has put it together. Right. And then what you just said also is this is so easily turned around through praise, through the word of God, through speaking life right. to yourself and not speaking death, which I think we speak death to ourselves more than we realize it. I wish a Christian neuroscientist would do a study. I think it's that and lady. Look at Remember your, that lady. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. Carolyn Lee. Yes, yes. Yes, she's written a lot of books about rewiring yes, your brain, too. Yes. And she's a, I think, comes from a Christian I do too. perspective. Yeah, she does. Okay. So I wonder if praise and worship and gratitude make our hippocampus yes. bigger. I wish they would do a study oh. on that. Okay. I'll volunteer, take me, and now my hippocampus is shrunk from too much complaining. So then I start to incorporate a lot of gratitude. And I do try to do that with my thankful journal and things like that. But I complain too. So I would love to see if it expands my hippocampus. Yes. No, I think that's pretty cool. And I think if your hippocampus gets big, you can still fit in your jeans. So (laughs) don't be afraid. Well, yeah, and like most of us who are over the age of 60, the last thing we need is for our memory to shrink, right? So oh, no, this yes. is serious business no, here. This is. You're, you're hitting me where I can really feel it. The third thing that it can do, complaining increases your levels of cortisol, the stress mm. hormone. It says, when you complain, you increase your levels of cortisol, also known as the stress hormone. Chronically high levels of cortisol can lead to a variety of health problems, including increased risk of depression, digestive problems, sleep issues, higher blood pressure, and even increased risk of heart disease. And I think cortisol, too, is that hormone that makes you gain weight in your stomach. That is so what Say no more. <laughs> if I'm going to lose my lose memory my- and make my stomach even fatter than it is, then <laughs> that is not worth a few complaints. Okay. Yes. All seriousness. Read that again, because that's covering a lot of parts of our bodies. Yeah. Okay. So read that one again. Um, chronically high levels of cortisol can lead to mm-hmm. depression, digestive problems, sleep issues, higher blood pressure, and even increased risk of heart disease. That speaks yeah. volumes. It's a hormone that we need for the flight Correct. thing to get away from but danger. But it's affecting it. But when we're stressed out and when we're complaining and we're increasing our stress levels, it's producing too much cortisol. Yes. So our hippocampus is shrinking and our, <laughs> like cortisol. too much cortisol going on. And we think that it doesn't really matter if we complain, but look what it's doing to our bodies. Well, yeah, because we're thinking we're depressed, but you could be depressed because of because complaining. You're complaining. Right. And we think maybe we're depressed because of what's around it, whatever, but it could be that. Yeah, because I know that when I say complaints out loud, it doesn't make me feel better. We can call it venting and feel like, oh, I'll just get it out there. But no, this proves that that is not true. That is good. Sleeplessness. Oh, yeah. Digestive problems. I'm like the queen of that. 
Okay. Wow. All right. That's, that's a big one. I never thought of All right. That. Here's another one that's even <clears throat> more sobering. No way. It can shorten your lifespan. Complaining can shorten your lifespan. It says constant complaining is not only bad in the moment, but it can be detrimental in the long run. Listen to this. This oh. blew my mind. One study published in the Archives of General Psychiatry found that optimists live longer than pessimists mm. with a 55% lower risk of death from all causes and a 23% lower risk of dying from heart failure. Oh my god. So if you're optimistic and you're writing this all down. <laughs> grateful and I can, you can make a copy of my notes. Okay. <laughs> If you have a positive outlook, yes, and I think the really the only way you can sustain that, I think, is to recognize that God is good and He has blessed you, yeah. and that all good things come from Him. Mm-hmm. And if you have that positive outlook, you have a fifty-five percent lower risk of death from all causes. Wow, I know, and a twenty-three percent lower risk of dying from heart failure. So again, our bodies, you know, respond, they respond Mm -hmm. to our emotions Mm -hmm. and complaining triggers negative stuff. Yes, very much so. Well, you know what? That makes sense because I think I might have said this when we did a segment a year or so ago on fear. Mm -hmm. Fear does the same thing. I remember I had got into a lot of fear for myself and I remember the pharmacist saying, Lou, the Lord made our bodies to handle fear. I mean, healthy fear. You know, when you flatline in fear, your body can't take it. Because you're releasing so much of that hormone into your system. That you'll start seeing other parts of your body breaking down. So all this stuff is absolutely never what the Lord intended. You had thyroid Yes, it affected my thyroid completely. That's what he was trying to explain to me. Lou, you got to settle down. When he said that about the Lord and how he made our bodies to handle certain fears, but not to flatline. Right. And this kind of stress, fear, doubt. And and he said, and then your parts of your organs just can't handle it. And so that's what you're saying right there. Right. And we would not think of complaining as being one of those. One of those triggers, yes. you know, like fear. Mm-hmm. B- but it is. Yes. Okay. The fifth thing that it does to us is it makes the people around you negative. Mm. So basically it's contagious. This says no one wants to be around unpleasant people, but if you keep complaining, you might find your peers adopting these negative habits as well. Listening to someone complain makes you more likely to be negative as well, which can just perpetuate the desire to release all those unhappy thoughts. As they say, birds of a feather tend to flock Mm. together. So if you want more positivity, look for people who keep their sour thoughts to themselves. (laughs) And I have seen this in an office setting. Yes. Um, oh, no, that, that was ricochet like Yeah, it was very positive. And then all of a sudden, it started to kind of take a turn for the negative. And I've seen it when I played on the, a tennis team in college. And our coach had issues. And Miss Brown, if you're listening to this, I forgive you. <laughs> but we just would get together. And I wasn't a believer for my freshman year. And yes. we would just gripe and complain about her to each other until we almost had her up there with Ted Bundy and the serial killers, you know, and you can just get whipped up into a frenzy Mm -hmm. when you're feeding each other. And, and yeah, did you remember this? And yeah, and I think this, and I think I heard this and it just got bad. 
Yes. But I've also seen it happen in churches, which no, is really scary because the Bible is very clear about people who spread contention within yes. a church or so discord. Amongst brethrens, it says. Yes. Yes. Amongst the so, brethren. Sowing discord is a big deal. Yes, it is. It's one of the things he hates. There you go again. It's, yeah. it's in Proverbs, one of the things he hates. And mm-hmm. the last thing is, is, is spreading strife amongst brother. That's and right. that's what we do. The church is guilty of it. We all know that. Okay. Wow, that was good. That yeah, was really I know good. That's, that was just pretty sobering to me. <laughs> well, no, it is because I don't like the fact that it affects our bodies like that. I really don't. Well, that's- related to that is like everything, complaining begins in our heart, oh, I yes. think. And I think the time to catch it is before it comes out of our mouth. Oh, yes. And I don't mean catch it in terms of just zipping your lip, although no, that's important. Right. right but also to just recognize that you can complain mm-hmm. without saying a word. Yes. You know, it's a heart issue. And Proverbs 4.23 says, watch over your heart with mm-hmm. all diligence for from mm-hmm. it flow the springs of life. So even if you just have it going on in your brain, it still probably releases that cortisol and Very all much, the scary yes. stuff. Yes, yes. So, so, you know, you got to deal with it. Take every thought captive. Yeah. Think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. Well, I think that's really good that you're saying it's in the heart. I know that I had read a, a line too. The Lord says, I hear the complaining in your heart. Ooh. So you're right. So he hears the complaining in the heart. And so whether we say it out loud or not, it's still there. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it is a heart issue. Mm-hmm. And again, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And as soon as it starts coming to your heart, just take it to the Lord. Well, there's a principle all through scripture of putting off and putting on. Oh, yes. You know, so you yes. put off the, the negative thing and you put, put on. on the positive thing. Yes. So you put off those thoughts that are there where you're grumbling and feeling complainy, yes. you know, yes. and you replace those with, with thankful That's thoughts. Right. Th- thankful, rejoicing, delight yourself in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, those kind of things just kind of turn it around. It's, it's always going back to the basics, right. which are the gratefulness, the thankfulness, mm-hmm. who he is, what he's done, and going back to that. It's not easy, especially when you make something a habit. You know, it's so funny when people say in 21 days they'll break it. I agree with that to a certain extent, but sometimes it takes a lot longer. It depends on what the issue is. So yeah, I just think that if we continue to walk in that place of releasing that to the word of God, releasing that complaint, releasing that negativity, Mm -hmm. then I think we'll see. There's a verse in Philippians, if I can find it here. Yes, here we go. Philippians 2, 14 through 16. I have it right here. Do all things without grumbling or disputing Mm -hmm. so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. Mm holding fast the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I will have reason to glory because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. And I just love that picture. You know, that's what we're here for, to be lights in this world. And this is tied directly to doing things without grumbling. The girl who led me to the Lord, well, she's my age, so she's not a girl anymore. But (laughs) And if you're listening, Cindy, yep, I'm talking about you, girl. (laughs) But she was on the tennis team at Auburn as well. And 
it was amazing to me. One of the things that when I wasn't a believer and I was kind of analyzing her life to figure out what's different about her, Damn. one of the things was she almost never complained. Wow. And, you know, I saw her up close and we were roommates and we were all on the same tennis trips and it was hot and, you know, yeah. all the things that you can complain about. But I rarely heard her join in with any of that. Wow. She would come back with something positive. Mm-hmm. And it drove me nuts, honestly. <laughs> I would just like almost want to force her to complain. <laughs> Well, you just complain already. <laughs> but but that was just her mindset. Wow. You know, somewhere along the line, she no. had picked this up. And she truly was a light in a wicked and perverse generation. Yes, that is really good because I don't know too many people that don't complain when someone starts complaining. I know. And they just jump right on. I mean, I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but it, no, was, I know. it was so different I than get what it. the rest of us were doing. I know, but look what it says there. You proved yourself to be blameless and innocent, a child of God above reproach. Yeah. And it says holding fast the word of life. See, that's that important thing, too, of going back to God's word. And I think last time I mentioned, if you're having issues with this, make a little gripe box. Oh, gripe box, yes. Yeah, and fill it full of scriptures that are about God and his character and his faithfulness and his goodness and his promises, all those (laughs) things, and pull one of those things out when you've caught yourself complaining and grumbling. Um, But that's holding fast the word of life. It just is. That's a great scripture to use there. We all can just follow suit. It is just like gossip when you complain. And it's all serious. Yes, it's it is. It's all serious because God takes it seriously. Yeah, it and does. now we know what it's wrecking our bodies. Too. Yeah, <laughs> so really. even selfishly, it's not <laughs> a, a smart thing to complain. That's right. We talked a lot about the Israelites last week, oh, yeah. and they're kind of like Martha. You know, they get the bad rap yeah. in every yes. Bible study, but they earned it, too, when we <laughs> yeah. read about all the times they grumbled and yes. all the horrible consequences that God put on them. Okay, well, the whole thing is that they were headed towards the promised land. Yes. That was their destination. And if they had only kept their eyes on the promised land, mm-hmm. they would have been fine because they could have lived without food for the 10 or 12 days, however long it was supposed right. to take them. It was supposed to be a pretty short trip. Right. But God even provided manna for them. Yes. And they still complained. I know. But I'm bad, well, good, bad, good about harping on the eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. And as a believer, knowing what lies in store for us, yes. our blessed hope of heaven and yes. how perfect that's going to be, all the good yes. stuff about heaven. Well, that's our promised land. Mm-hmm. And I think that Mm. for me, I could avoid a lot of complaining if I would stop myself and think, oh, yeah, but look what's coming. Yeah, it's hotter than Hades outside here (laughs) right now, but it's not going to be like that in heaven. I mean, this becomes very practical to me. A lot of times during my day, I will replace a negative thought with, oh, yeah, but heaven's going to be great. I get it. And a lot of times I will use the phrase in my own head too, and in the sight of eternity, what's what does this matter? Yeah. And then you're thing. like, oh, okay, this doesn't matter at all. Yeah. So, you know, thinking about our promised land can help us. It would have helped the Israelites too yes. if they had stuck to that. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. Joshua and Caleb did. Yeah, absolutely. They Believe. had seen the promised land. Yes. And so they held on to that and mm-hmm. God blessed them because they held on to that hope. I know. No, that was good. That's yeah. good. All right. So you want to hear about some of the things that Christians typically complain about? 
we're about out of time, yeah. but I think we have time for this. Can I just say something? And you have to keep it in here. As we are talking, there is a dog up <laughs> running around, and then there's a donkey running around outside. In the yard? Well, yes, he's out there. Your husband's on the golf cart. <laughs> So there's a golf cart. Her husband's going by. Then the donkey. The is donkey's walking. out. I think so. That looks like well, a donkey. He's not a horse. And then, and then the dog is out. Because we just talked about Saul chasing donkeys a few weeks ago, and I <laughs> said how so hard I'm it is to catch a donkey. <laughs> I'm sitting here and keep looking out the window. And like, the mail lady pulled and up. Then, I know. And we have this little sensor on our driveway that dings when people come up because they're a really long driveway. And then the clock went off because the time. So it's, we got all kinds of stuff going on up in and here. We are, we are focused right in here. This is our million dollar studio. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Okay. So I about? contacted my friend who oh, is yes. on staff at my church. Okay. And she is kind of the one that stands in the welcome center. And so she hears a lot from people that for whatever reason feel like she's the one they need to unburden their soul to about what's wrong in (laughs) our church. So I asked her to give me some of the things that she hears people complain about a lot. You know, some of them I thought of because I've heard these too. Yes. A biggie is the style of worship music. Like why, why don't you sing more hymns? She gets that one a lot because we mostly sing choruses, but we we do some hymns. Sure. The length of the church service. Oh. Like, why does the pastor preach so long? What's included or not included in the service? Like, why don't you all have... Do this, do that. Like, why don't you have an altar call more? Why, you know, why don't you have communion every week or whatever? The clothes that people wear to church, because oh. we're very informal at my church. You can wear whatever you want. You can yeah. wear a suit if you, you can wear yeah. a prom dress if you want to, but most people are pretty casual. And yes. so some people just don't like They're that. Like, why do y'all wear jeans? How loud the music is. Oh, yes. Yeah. They get a lot of complaints yes. about that. How hot or cold the auditorium is. Okay. Listen, leading women's ministry for 30 something years. <laughs> That was a biggie. Oh, you got yeah. all these menopausal women. Some are in the, menopause, some aren't. So some, some are freezing. Some wanted some to be 65, sweating. some wanted to be 85. Yeah, you can't ever get that one right, yeah. trust me. <laughs> Complaints about the pastor or the pastor's wife. Those poor people, they yeah. have bullseyes painted yeah, on them all the time. Yeah. The translation of the Bible that the pastor preaches from. Oh, geez. Why don't you use the King James oh. Bible? That's the only real Bible. <laughs> People haven't been friendly enough. Oh. They don't feel like they're in the in group. Yeah. That they're not being greeted or noticed. That they aren't missed when they're not at church. I don't know what they, they want like people to do. Anyway, <laughs> not being remembered on their birthday. She actually has people that have complained to her about wow. that. Well, you know what? With all those things, when you look at it, like we were just saying, to eternity, a mm-hmm. dear Lord. I know. That means absolutely nothing. It's, yeah. Yeah. It I know. Is. And she hears it all, too. Yeah. I can't believe she doesn't quit. <laughs> but she's hung in there because then she gets the positive. Well, she gets sure. the antidote this is good. to that, this too, is that with people yes. that are very encouraging. And yes. that's the kind of people we should be. And I think this past 30 minutes, we have provided plenty of reasons why that's just better in every possible way. Yeah. When this is not just a spiritual thing, it's also a physical thing, we need to really be paying attention. You know, it's a spiritual, obviously, situation to be complaining. Mm -hmm. It affects us spiritually. Mm -hmm. Now, after we talked about today, it's affecting us physically. That's right. So 
I'm hoping the next, are we going one more? Mm -hmm. Yes, I thought so. So that we can bring hope and what you do through this, because we understand right now, complaining is just needs to go. Yeah. The, so the, how do the, we the, stop this habit? Yes, correct. So right. how do we stop the habit? Yep. Yeah. So come back next time for the antidote. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.